welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. Welcome to the show. How are you both doing this evening? Hi. We are great. How are you doing? Thank you um, for having us. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I'm doing well. Uh, again, this is, as I kind of mentioned it to you both, this is the first time I've, I've interviewed uh, more than one person simultaneously, so this is going to be quite the treat. <laughs> oh, we are excited. Yeah. <laughs> we speak in unison a lot, if that makes your life a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And that will just... that'll. It'll be like the answer in surround sound. I, I think that'll be great. <laughs> great. Uh, awesome. So um, let's start this off by asking each of you to describe yourself and what you do. Sure. Well, okay. I'll start. Wait, and that's all, sorry. Also, yeah, introduce yourself because I actually don't know which one is which. <laughs> Hi. Well, this is Rachel. Um, the best way to describe me as – I don't know. I guess I would say I'm I'm very very quirky, very honest. I guess at times I'm a little bit intense, but in a good way. <laughs> um, and I I'm very passionate. I guess that's where the intensity comes from between writing, um, being a mom, and just wanting to help other people. So as this journey kind of keeps uh, traveling right now for me, it's it's really fun to see where it leads and how it can kind of spark that creativity along the way. So Rachel's obviously the modest one. <laughs> um, my name's Jenna. So on what we do is um, we run a business for writers, helping writers along their writing journey, especially new people who are trying to write a book and honestly feel like it's too impossible to do it or there's no way to see it through. We're kind of there holding their hand, helping them through that process. Um, me personally, I'm the more... Um, determined I guess I would say one under the group I kind of make Rachel jump into things and she's like maybe we should put on the brakes I'm like nope we're going head, head first <laughs> <laughs> um I career-wise we're, we're both writers we've both published our own chat books and yes. have a series of work we've done together and apart um fiction mainly um and also me personally I've done a lot of book publicity I've worked for presses such as Penguin Random House, Running Wild Press, um, Running Press. Mm -hmm. So my uh, PR side comes out on the bookend. I really, uh, it's Rachel again, I really <laughs> like the uh, relationship building side of things. So Jenna frequently finds some fun thing for us to do. And she says, here you go. You got to go talk to people. And I'm like, thank you for that. Because <laughs> I, I love I both love talking to people, but I think as as writers or artists, sometimes we all experience that being both introverted and extroverted. Um, so it's it's kind of fun and interesting to see how we actually interact with other people versus what we think we are like and what other people tell us we're like, according to them. Yes. <laughs> great. Great. All right. Um, so how long have you two known each other? That's a fun story. So it's it's been four years. We started working together over four years ago. Mm -hmm. um, 
Jenna was still in school. So we both kind of bonded initially over the whole uh, writing and motherhood thing. And Jenna was like really kind of had herself exposed out there with everything she was doing. And I was telling her about my novel I'd been working on for for a long time. And I think about six to eight months into our friendship, she comes up to me and she goes, you know what we should do? And I was like, no, but you're going to tell me. She's like, yeah, we're going to let's do a blog. And I'm like, uh, I have no idea how the hell to do a blog. She goes, it's OK. I got this. Let's let's just do it. And I was like, OK. So it kind of just it kind of just spiraled from there. And so the last four years has not only been a journey as far as writing and our friendship, it's been a business and we've gone through it, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a it's a partnership. It's a business. It's a friendship. So it's a relationship on its own. Like a, it's yeah. kind of like a marriage with you know like out the perks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Excellent. Okay. So uh, so let's backtrack a little bit. So I know you're both are 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 proficient writers, but um, what did you study in college, and what made you want to get into writing? Okay. Um, I'll go first. Um, I studied journalism in college because it was the closest thing to writing I could think of. But I knew before going into college that I wanted to be a writer and mm-hmm. get published. But um, the other side of me was also get a degree um, to kind of further do that. And so I studied journalism and I hated every moment of it. <laughs> um, that's actually how I found my love for PR through going through school and getting the internships in the publishing industry. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of led me down that path. Um, As for me, I actually never finished school. I've recently gone back and I'm trying to finish now. When I met Jenna, I was kind of at a, um, it was, it was one of those trying points in my life. I was at a very, uh, Writing was the thing that was actually getting me through. So I'd always liked, I danced when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I liked anything artistic. So I always knew I liked it, but I didn't really discover the passion for it until it helped me get through something very, very difficult in my life. Mm -hmm. And then meeting Jenna was like, hey, you should really put yourself out there and you should really do this. And I was like, okay, you're just going to completely put me out of my comfort zone. And that's exactly what's been happening. And I'm very, very grateful for that because the journey's been amazing. I've learned so much in the last four years and met so many people along the way. I think the best part is as confusing and as lost as life can be at times, writing has been the only thing that seems right. Yes. In both of our, the things that we faced and that's yes. kind of comes out in our business and how we try to help others. Mm-hmm. Comes out in our writing too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So could you talk then a little bit about your, what, what your writing style is and what you focus on in, on your personal, your novels and, and other things that you work on? Yeah. Um, so this is fun because me and Rachel are two completely different writers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Rachel likes to joke that I'm a darker writer. I like the psychological thrillers. Um, my novel I completed is about human trafficking and a girl whose boyfriend sells her into the human trafficking ring and her survival through that. Um, and that is my completed manuscript. I've also done a couple short stories that, one was a historical fiction um, that has a, a dark twist at the end. And my next novel I'm working on now um, is about a girl who loses her boyfriend to an overdose. And 
she is trying to cope with this and finds herself turning to drugs by meeting this boy named Jake, but plot twist at the end. Um, Jake's not real. And you think through this whole novel that he's this guy who got her into this, but really it was just a figment of her imagination. And so I, I like to deal with like the darker topics that people try to shy away from and, and shed light on. And Rachel is completely different. I love her writing. <laughs> She can tell you about her. <laughs> um, I love anything fantasy and fiction related. I have been a huge series lover. So it started with Harry Potter. I love J.K. Rowling. Um, I know there's a lot of Potterheads out there. So it started with that. But then anything that became a series, I just started reading. And it kind of hit a point where a lot of things were ending all at the same time. And I was like so sad. I'm like, what am I going to do? And a friend had looked at me and she's like, well, I don't know, write your own. And it was kind of like a sarcastic <laughs> comment. And I was like, then I started thinking, I'm like, um, you know, maybe I should do that. Maybe that would be a good idea. But um, so I started writing my own my own series and I have the first one completed. And it's really a, a basically about this this girl named Emma. And there's a lot of like strange things that are happening around her. She's been raised by her uncle since she was two and like her and her best friend Dakota are weeks away from graduating and she's having these very vivid dreams of a, of a place. But her latest dream is of a brother and sister having a conversation about earth and like, they're clearly not human and they're doing these, like they're using powers, so to speak. And she wakes up from the dream and her friend's kind of like, you can't keep ignoring this. And she's like, whatever, we'll, we'll figure it out later. Cause Emma likes to really deny who she is or what might be going on around her. She really can't deny it anymore. When days later, she literally runs into the mystery man from her dreams. And that takes them both on a journey of discovering a lot of secrets from both of their past that they didn't know about. Mm -hmm. And that becomes that becomes the premise of going into kind of like almost an intergalactic war that's happening um, amongst a couple of planets and everything. And I'm working on the second book for that right now, currently on that. Uh, fun thing. We've also done a, a novella together. I love our novella. We did a witchy novella together, which is also very um, kind of like a, what would you like, like souls, like uh, almost like being it's like a witch novel. But we also kind of do a lot of uh, soul journeying, soul journeying, it, um, path, li path, path lives, which that's we yeah, that. so we've had fun with that and a couple short stories in the works right now as well. And obviously poetry. Poetry has kind of been the uh, the new therapeutic side to get some of those angsty feelings. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Could you so. I live in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so could you talk more about your your witch uh, story? Also, by the way, you probably should contact people in Salem to do a, a reading because they um, adore stories like that. And they pretty yeah. much – like the month, the month of October here is – I mean, year-round, awesome. we're very much into that, but – uh, especially in October, there are actually there are a lot of, of local authors and other authors um, who come in into the the library and a couple other places and read their witch um, themed novels and stories. So uh, you should keep that in the back of your mind anyway, because they you could easily be 
brought in to do a few different readings here. So tell me a little bit more about your your story, please. Sure. You are speaking to our heart right now. Yes. You have no idea. <laughs> we we low-key think we are witches, and you can't change our Pass minds lies, on this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our novella is pretty interesting because it was the first time we actually worked on something together, together. Yeah. and being completely different writers, we, we butted it heads. It was a challenge. <laughs> It speaks on every level, though. Um, I, see, so the the fun thing is, I always like, I have a soft spot for romance, and I I will put dark things in my writing, but I like a happy ending. Where Jenna's like, I just like, I just like those dark endings. Can we? So we're like, we're gonna find a happy medium. So I here. like to leave people with emotions or like a thought. Like yeah. I want somebody to finish the book and be like, wow. Mm-hmm. And like fall yeah. on it for a little bit. So our main character Ellie is seventeen in the in the novel or the novella, and she's she knows she's a witch. Um, it's kind of like in their town. It's known that this family, everyone suspects them to be witches. They can't prove it. It's just kind of everyone has always kind of steered clear of them, clear of them overall. Mm-hmm. And she's very resentful of it. She's like the first of her line to be completely resentful of it because all she's done is get picked on or bullied or targeted at school. And she just, just brought problems. Yes. She just wants to be the normal kid and just kind of keep her head low, get through school and just kind of get through life. Um, so a one of her most recent incidents at school really kind of sets her off when she comes home and she she lives with her Graham and her best friend is Liam who is also her her boyfriend in the story, and he's always had her back. And after the recent incident of bullying at school where the principal is like, he's he kind of just sends her home and he's trying to kind of sweep it under the rug, which really upsets her. Um, she tells her Graham, that's it. I don't want them anymore. Take my powers away. And her Graham being the very tricky and sly woman. That's very she quirky is. lady. Imagine... <laughs> A very, what is the word for it? Um, She's eccentric. Yes, eccentric is the good word for this But you just, character. you kind of love her because she will, she's fun and she also kind of forces you to look at things you don't want to look at. So obviously her gram is a witch as well. And when her, her gram makes her believe that she's going to strip her of her powers, but really what her gram does is sends her to the Summerlands, which is a known place like where it's witches... like a middle ground um, in witchcraft. It is believed that when you pass, you go to the Summerlands and before you're reincarnated into your next life. So we kind of did a different spin on it. We use the Summerlands as a medium place for her to go back into different past lives of herself. Yeah. She meets with, basically she meets with her mother who kind of helps take her on a journey to understand who she is, why these things are happening and why it's important that she keeps her powers. And so we kind of left it on a note where we can continue it as a series, um, which we would actually like to do. And the, and the fun thing is, is we, we further explore her relationship with Liam and there is a villain in this story Mm -hmm. who is present in every single past past life life that further goes around to what she's dealing with in her present life. Mm -hmm. So it's really one of those. It's kind of really like, she's really got a lot to discover and it helps you understand the deeper connections around her and why it's so important for her to learn to embrace who she actually is in her magic. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm really curious then be, because you two have such different styles, how you were able to collaborate on this novella. Like, do you each like does one person write a chapter and the other person then kind of edit it? Uh, do you work on an outline? Is it are you working you know together in the same room at the same time and just kind of go that way or, or what is your process like? I wish it was smooth. <laughs> so here's there's so many different types of writers and um, so many different writing styles and there's not one that's more right than mm-hmm. the other. It's yeah. just a part of your different personalities and with Rachel, Rachel's a very, I'm just going to sit down on the computer and just start typing and it's just going to come out. She goes, I don't know where it's going, mm-hmm. but it's going somewhere. And for me, I can do that, but I also need some type of plan. I need a guidance. I need to know that, okay, what are you doing with this? So there would be multiple conversations where, like, we would just do it at random times. We would use Google Docs so you can see when somebody added something or is typing. Mm -hmm. Um, And there would be so many moments I would just look at her and go, all right, where are you trying to go with this? And then she would be like, like, I "I don't know. know. (laughs) And then I would get mad. Like there was a good, at least a month where I just didn't write because I was like, I don't know where this is going. This is stressing me out until I had the conversation with her and was like, all right. So we had to find like a common ground of a, of a, communication it wasn't easy at all no but we did (laughs) I eventually like I eventually explained to her because I like I said I kind of stumbled upon this writing thing and it comes naturally for me so I have to sometimes step back myself and realize that there are different types of writers and working with Jenna is kind of the best way for me to learn that (laughs) so uh, I finally looked at her and I was like, listen, there is no right or wrong way to do this. I just kind of had a bout of inspiration. I wrote. And if you want to change something, tweak it. And then she looked at me. And she's like, what do you mean tweak it? I'm like, I just I don't I'm like, I'm like, if you see it going somewhere else, feel free to take it somewhere else and then we'll work from there. So after the initial like frustration with each other, that's when it was kind of like, OK, then we started figuring out how to kind of piece it together. It was helpful. We would get together and talk about it. We would just start because then we would get excited and we would like come up with ideas. I was like, well, we can take it this way and this can do that. And yeah, that was kind of, I think when we talked it out Mm -hmm. was our saving grace. Yes, it was. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Sure. So you, you, you both have also then co-founded this company uh, called rightly me. Yes. yes. So what made you want to start a company and what does Rightly Me focus on? Well, honestly, we kind of looked at each other one day and we realized there was so much more we could be doing than what we are doing. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to make a change in a positive way. And we started trying to think of the ways we can do that. And when we started this, we were still so in the beginning stages of our writing journey that we didn't feel like we had a bunch of experience to call ourselves writing coaches or mm-hmm. experts or to start giving people this advice. Cause one of our biggest things is to be authentic. Yes. Um, but what we did understand was the struggle that comes with writing and how alone you can feel and not knowing what the right move is. And we met so many people that kept telling us, Oh, I could never write a book. It's impossible. And then we would get frustrated because we're like, no, you can do yes. it. Like we did it and it's not impossible. So by starting Rightly Me, it was an outlet to teach people the tools 
that they need to kind of start this journey and go on yeah. this journey. And then it kind of just blossomed into so much more. Yes. Um, and along the way, the other, the other side of it too, is to help people realize that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. There is a community. There are people out here. Um, it is, it's, it's a lot. It's very mm-hmm. hard to finding the time when you're trying to do so many different things. Um, you know, if you're a parent, if you're juggling a job, if you have all sorts of things happening, we get it. It's a lot to juggle and we understand what it's like to sometimes just feel overwhelmed by it. Something that should be a passion sometimes starts to feel like a project. Mm-hmm. So Brightly Me is kind of is a community for writers and um, we'll offer services and products, but we're also there for people. We'll also hop on the phone with anyone. We'll answer any emails and we're, and we're there to help. So yeah. it's kind of just, we call it the writing journey. Yes. And we point that every journey is different and explain that each of ours was and the roadblocks that go along the way. We're there to help people overcome those roadblocks, whatever that means to them. Exactly. Sure. So is, is this uh, non, nonfiction writers, fiction writers? Does it matter? It's, it is. Whoever. does not matter at all. And anytime that we even explored other mediums, because we have other friends who write in other mediums. So even if we don't know the answer to something, we try to connect people to the person who does. Mm-hmm. So, but I would say mainly me and her personally, we're fiction writers, but we take any writers. Mm-hmm. We've, cause now since, I mean, we've both worked with um, running wild press and we also know a friend who does um, a small press, which is 30 West in the Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. So um, both do very different styles of things. Uh, 30 West is mostly known for like its poetry side. Running Wild does a lot of novellas and yeah. short stories. So we're we're being able to branch out and meet new like new people, build our relationships. So like Jenna was saying, when we don't have an answer we can reach out to somebody and say hey how would you help somebody or how would you guide somebody on this because that's what we want to be able to do yeah Mm -hmm. you mentioned that in addition to having a um, like support group you also offer services what kinds of of pre-determined services does your company offer Okay. So I would say our biggest one is I would rather call us a book coach than editors. We'll work with a writer on the creation of their book, whether that's they need developmental editing, planning, um, just kind of wherever there's loss. Maybe they need character development or world, like just kind of how to build their setting around different things like that. Yes. So we do that. We also have done consulting for a bunch of small presses. Yes. Um, and then a lot of it is product based. So we have a work, uh, workbook and an ebook called how to write a novel, which is the first of our series. Um, this one is the beginner's guide to the story writing process. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just laying down the foundation of your novel mm-hmm. so that you're kind of setting yourself up for success. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just teaching the tools on that end. And we also have our fun character cards and plot cards, which we created, which are these index cards that prompt you to fill out either a scene in your story or a way to develop your characters. And then you have like these handful of these index cards and you just get to spread them out in front of you. And that has to be my favorite product of ours because I've used that so many times. We (laughs) use that on the novella together, which really helps kind of jumpstart 
the, the whole process with that. Because it's like, oh, I don't know where this is going. Okay, let me lay this out and you can move around and play with it. And them, it's a more so. fun way of doing an outline than just kind of sitting down with a piece of paper. It kind of, I mean, in a way, it kind of reminds you of being in school again, but it's just, it's just fun to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. So with, uh, so since you, you work with a a number of different authors, um, and you both have extensive experience in the, in the publishing and, and writing world, what are some, what's some bad advice that you see, uh, out in the industry right now, now, or, or what some, you know, bad thing or, you know, bad, um, uh, habits that a lot of writers come when they, they come and visit you? Like, what are some things that you see in that? I think mine's going to sound a little broad, but I think the biggest thing is I notice that a lot of people feel like there's a right or wrong way when it comes yeah. to writing. Like I have to do something a certain way or I'm not going to be able to write a book or I won't be able to publish it. Or I have to dedicate this amount of time or do this certain thing when that's, that's not it at all. I think another thing I could say, and, it's it's good to have, I think, mentors in this field. It's good to have somebody like people that you can connect with that you feel safe with when you're doing your writing. I mean, someone who's going to be honest with you and critique you in a like in a positive way. But I think sometimes as writers, they we start to listen to too many voices, which gives you too many opinions and it can start to change the entire flow of what <laughs> works for you. I think as a writer um, a form of it is is art. So I feel like as as kind of performing that art, we should just kind of stick with not stick with, but do what's authentic to us. So if somebody really likes writing their thrillers or their their fictions or if they want to write memoirs and that's what they want to do, I would always encourage to do what you want to do, what you want to write about. Mm-hmm. Unless you're ready to branch off and try new things, then you, you like, you know, you do things that that work for you as you change, as your journey changes. So basically it's, it's not losing your voice, but writing's a craft. So it always, you can always work on your craft. You can always perfect it. You can always learn more. There's always more to learn, but don't lose your voice in the process. Um, That and the last piece of advice, if a publishing company wants you to pay them to publish their book, it's a scam. Don't do it. (laughs) That's the biggest thing. (laughs) Do you, you hear that often about people? Uh, Yeah. Vanity publishing houses. It's such a big thing. And it's, it's it's, a shame because people really just get ripped off is what happens. And it's after all that hard work you put into it, because you put a lot of work into writing. It takes a lot of time and dedication. And then, yeah, it's a shame when you see people just get completely ripped off in that regard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So in your own writing careers and writing styles, what has been the best investment you've made to improve them? Ooh, I like that question. Hmm. You know what? Uh, me personally, building mm-hmm. the relationships in the writing community. So mm-hmm. from small small presses that we've become uh, friends with uh, going to writers conferences, um, you know, going to that poetry reading or joining something writing related and meeting new people. We just did a book festival in Collingswood, New Jersey recently. And I think the best thing we got out of that day was what ended up happening, like networking. The, the woman next to us was amazing. We built like a connection with her, the people behind us, so when you do that, you're also opening up 
I think your mind to help you kind of see like these were two people who did completely different writing from us. And then it's fun to learn new things. And it just takes you kind of down a new journey, maybe that you didn't think you would go down. Mm-hmm. So earlier, uh, Rachel, you mentioned that Jenna pushes you uh, a little bit to go <laughs> past what you're, you know, what you're afraid of and, and uh, kind of expand what you're working on. I'm curious for both of you when you, beside having you know jenna push you along uh when you hit times and you're fearful or apprehensive about you know um putting out putting your work out there or even starting your company how do you push past your fear (laughs) (laughs) well i won't won't lie sometimes it's uh that nice glass of wine that kind of just you know you take that glass of wine and you're like okay I can I can grow some guts with this one. Um, a lot of the times it's more or less I've started to realize that as I want to grow personally, just personal growth in general. So if that means like me growing, me growing as a writer, I've learned I have to do what makes me uncomfortable. Um, a lot of the times it's just kind of looking at each other and being like, we're not in this alone. So we use not use, but we work to each other's strengths and weaknesses. So usually my strengths are her weaknesses and her weaknesses, like, and her strengths are my weaknesses. So it just kind of, it plays in that regard. So if it's something I don't really know how to do and she says we're going to do it, but I can kind of lead the way and vice versa, it helps to know we're not really alone on this and somebody's always with us in the journey. My answer to this is kind of how I've been coaching Rachel is, is this year I said my theme for this year is to do what scares me. And if I'm not feeling uncomfortable in what I'm doing, then it's not big enough. And so with that, I normally sign Rachel up for something like we did our, we created our chat books and did our first poetry reading Mm. and (laughs) our best way of combating that. I was like, yeah, I signed this up and I didn't think about this or how scary it would be. But it's mm-hmm. too late now. So I put us in that predicament <laughs> yeah, and then I yeah. go, but we're just going to wing it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then it works. <laughs> I can't lie. Somehow us winging things is really how it just ends up working out for us in the long and run. There's, <laughs> been a, there's been a lot of situations. We've traveled a lot. We've yeah. pitched our book a million times. Yeah. And, and it gets a little, it just gets less scary every time. Yeah. After, you know, it's always something funny ends up happening. And then we just kind of come out. We're like, so do you want to hear what stupid thing so I did just it, now? Embracing the uncomfortableness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. So with your, with your company, where do you see it headed in the next five years? Ooh, that's exciting. So many places. Yes. Um, we definitely like the idea of expanding upon like the, the book coaching is what we plan on doing. We are currently starting workshops. We are, we're doing one next month. So um, to expand on that and do more of those. We're growing our internal team. We have two new team members that we've taken on and it's really just how much more fun and innovative ways that we can help people because mm-hmm. it's been so much fun up to this point that yeah. it's just kind of we like coming up with an idea and running with it and be like a lot of it's from our own writing. We'll be writing and we'll realize that we're facing an issue. And then we go, Oh my gosh, we can create X, Y, and Z to help Mm -hmm. other people who are facing this issue. So 
really, we just hope it continues to flourish, uh, especially with the book coaching. And then with me, I do a lot of book publicity. Mm-hmm. I would really like to incorporate that into my business, especially since lately we've had a lot of partnerships with a lot of small presses mm-hmm. that maybe in the future that's something that will further get expanded. But the writing side is speaking right now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So in in everything that you've done so far, for each of you, what would you say has been the best advice you've ever received? You only fail when you give up trying. Yep. Um, honestly, it's probably kind of a combination of things. Number one, always keep pen and paper on you, no matter where you go, because you never know what can actually spark at any moment. And number two is just always always know your voice and let your voice shine. Um, Cause the more you let your voice shine, the more authentic it is. And people actually relate to that. Mm-hmm. They feel that. And yeah. that that's what drives me even as a reader. I love when I can feel what somebody else is actually speaking about. Yeah. So Rachel, that brings up an interesting point. How does somebody find their authentic voice? <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that is a good one. Um, I, I guess it I guess it really depends on what feels right to to everyone. That's that's how I would say that Um, me personally. I love series, but more than just loving series. I love when I can read a book or watch a movie or or whatever it is that somebody has created. And I can walk away feeling not only a strong emotion. Mm -hmm. If you can like if I can walk away for the next two weeks and I can't stop thinking about it. You're awesome in my mind because you've done something you've hit whatever chord it is, whether I'm sad or even if I'm angry, because you still really invoke something. And the other side to me is I personally love anything that kind of teaches an underlying lesson. It doesn't have to be like an in your face, but you kind of walk away and you're like, oh, my goodness, like that's such a that's such a powerful Mm -hmm. thing because this happened and that happened. And look at how the outcome changed and look at how they changed as a character and look at what helped them grow. And um, that's something I really value so i carry that even with my own writing um somebody somebody once said what is it that you like about the things you've read or watched think about that and then i did and then i thought about my own life and you know things you've gone through and i'm like i may not want to write nonfiction right now but it doesn't mean you can't bring certain things to light through fiction at the same time mm-hmm. depending on how that works for other people mm-hmm. Wow. And always writing what you feel, even if it scares you, just writing it down, even if it terrifies you. If it terrifies you, that probably means it's fantastic and it's going to really do well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. So, Jenna and Rachel, I, I really appreciate the fact that you took the time to chat with me today. This is great. If the listeners would like to read more of your writing or get in contact with you, what is the best way they can do to do that? They should visit our website at www.rightlyme.com and they can also email us at hello at rightlyme.com as well. We will answer emails at any time. Perfect. Are you also on like Instagram or Twitter and that kind of stuff? Follow us on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) At rightly underscore me. (laughs) Perfect. And could you just spell out rightly? Yeah, it's W-R-I-T-E-L-Y. Great. It was a play on words. <laughs> <laughs>
just want to make sure. I will put links to the show notes uh, so the the listeners who end up watching or actually looking at the the iTunes links okay. or uh, or website can click right through. But just want to make sure that if someone's listening right now, like on the train, they could just go right to you and find you. Yes, definitely. The, yes, thank you so much. Thank you for having us. Of course, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Hour podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.